We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho, and today we are going into one of our two Halloween episodes. Uh, we are making a yearly tradition that each year Caroline and I do something kind of scary. Not super scary, but kind of scary. And this year, since we've got two Mondays to, to bookend the end of, uh, of October, Caroline picked Alien and Alien. So today we are talking Alien. I, I know I'm always about hyperbole on this show, but might be the best movie we've ever covered on this show. Alien Rips. Uh, before we get into it, I do want to shout out the people who support the show. Keep it going. The Big Screen Sports Patreon group, that is especially our producer-level patrons, as Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D., Ryan Yeager, Mike Drees, Chris Mykoski, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zach Rich, Class Stating Fire, Jason Alva, Stephen DeVoe, Dan McFall, Kevin Inkleman, Mac Lindsay, Kurt Ritchie, Robert Dove, Andrew Teagle, Ruan Balagoon, Jeff Esses, Anthony Scafona, Taylor Logan. Biggest thanks to them and all of our patrons. For supporting the show each month, patrons get to pick movies that we cover either on episodes or on a live watch. Like next month, we're going to do a, another live watch in our Discord. Patrons are picking that. So if you want some a say in what this movie covers, if you want to help support the show, if you want a sticker, go to patreon.com slash sports. Help us out there. Uh, if you want to help us out for free, tell a friend who likes movies. Uh, and keep listening, subscribing, rate, reviewing, all that stuff. But with that, let's get into it. Me and Caroline Darney talking alien. All right, returning to the show for our special one of two Halloween themed ish episodes. Yay. She is the co host for the water cooler from Bed for the Wind, Caroline Darney. Caroline, it's great to see you. Hi. Did you miss me? I, I did. I missed an episode. You did. We all, although I almost had to call you back in. Alex and I almost had to call you back in for Keith Morrison because we really we got to that category and realized neither this isn't for either of us. Well, I mean, you got to start practicing. You got to get. You know, it takes time to morph into Keith. That's we'll just we'll just shine your your bat signal and have perfect. That to, works too to do Keith. Carolyn, what's going on for the bet for the win and for the water cooler? 
Yeah, we got all sorts of stuff. Um, college basketball season is extremely close. I'm not sure if people realize this. Um, I as didn't. of recording, um, I saw one of the what feels threatening John Rothstein tweets where he counts stuff down, and he said there were 19 days until college basketball season starts. And I was like, 19 days? That's extraordinarily soon, uh, which I'm excited about, but also um, just means like, I don't know. Where's my life going? Uh, we're already on week seven of football. So I saw um, Kane yeah, Clark so he, played outside at Iowa. They did. Yeah. I put together a really cool photo gallery of that because it was awesome. Uh, they had over 55,000 fans at Kinnick Stadium at the football stadium. Just uh, where they had to set see up, points out there. Yeah. <laughs> way more points than <laughs> they've seen all season. Um, and yeah, so that was super cool. It's similar to uh, when Nebraska played their volleyball match outside mm, of which is also there. Cool. Very cool. That had like ninety two thousand fans. That's absurd. That's incredible. Anyway, I get good goosebumps. It's so exciting. Uh, so yeah, there's the Iowa t- women's basketball team is going to be great again. So is LSU that won the national championship last year. So fun storylines there. Uh, and for the water cooler, we just did an episode with the voice of the georgia tech yellow jackets which was random but fun because um matt knows him and after he called the miami failing to kneel at the end of the mario cristobal game yeah the cristobal game uh matt reached out was like hey that was cool whatever and he mentioned that he listened to the show and so we're like why don't you come on and talk to us we did save by the bell and uh i don't want to spoil it but uh, trivia was a little brutal for you, girl. Oh, yes. I've seen a lot of Save by the Bell, like, but I didn't watch it growing up. So I, it was funnily, funnily enough, my parents just didn't. They were like, "This isn't very good." Like they didn't let us watch it, <laughs> not because they were like, "It'll corrupt you." Um, it was the same with Full House. They were like, "We just don't want to sit through this." Um, and so we never watched it. It's, and we were living overseas, so like it. I don't even remember if they had it on AFN or when or whatever. Um, but in college, it used to be on t- TBS, like at 10 in the morning or something. And so I'd like rebel and watch decades old episodes of Saved by the Bell. So anyway, I did not do that. I just realized the trivia portion of your show is like the show Beat Bobby Flay. Have you ever watched Beat Bobby Flay? On is Food that where Network? they try and like cook things and make it? Yes. So the structure beat Bobby Flay is you have two (laughs) chefs competing to beat Bobby Flay. And first they have to compete against each other. Like they cook the same dish judges, judge it. They pick one. And then that judge gets to face off against Bobby Flay. But the judge who is the challenger picks the dish. So he's like, Bobby, we're making fucking Salisbury steak, whatever. And then he makes his one and Bobby makes his, but like, it's like someone bringing someone in their brings in something that they're, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because I, I will tell I do not do any, I don't try and cheat. Like I watch whatever it is that we're talking about or try and brush up on things, but I don't know anything about what the game is going to be, how it's going to be structured, what the topics like. So for once, like when we did the monsters one or like the mech suits one, like I didn't know what we were going to have the topic be for those episodes so i go in just as blind as the as the guest i don't have a an advantage by being a co-host um it's the integrity but, you'd hope for in a dark yeah yeah and i think we've only had one guest <laughs> mike uh who mike, cheated yes <laughs> admitted to cheating <laughs> admitted to cheating <laughs> mike who now has a possum <laughs> yes he does <laughs> it's karma for the cheating <laughs> 
<laughs> for naming the possum karma. Hopefully no, it by sounds the time, like he's got it. Yeah. He sounds like he's got it boarded. It can't come back in. They boarded up its entryway through his um I have so many questions. Yeah, me too. And hopefully <laughs> by the time this him? episode How drops, get his wall? <laughs> Mike will be rid of this possum. Before we get into tonight's movie, do you do you want a minute? You you watched World War Z for the first time this afternoon. Yeah. Do you just I did. do you just I... want me to clear out for a minute? Do you have do you just want to rant? I guess like minute <laughs> so... skip ahead a minute if you're ever gonna watch World War Z. Yeah, if you haven't watched it yet, if you're like me and you had not seen it. Um I like this time of year, like I don't like stuff that's super scary, like haunting Connecticut or the orphan or like those type of things. I don't need possessions, but I like a good thriller. I like a a sci-fi horror which we'll get into um and so i like i don't mind i think a post-apocalyptic type stories are also interesting i don't get like real creeped out by zombies so i was like let me watch this this will be fun and uh it's interesting like i like the premise that fast zombies are terrifying like that's a that's a scary and also a fast turning zombie so like whatever it was the 12 seconds that was a cool effect i like that he was like Oh, this one just like spit on my face. Um, I guess I'll know in like ten seconds if I'm completely screwed. Um, but it's just complete nonsense. <laughs> like, one, I have so many logistical questions and timeline questions because, like, they're just take. Where did he get on that plane? Like, they were on a navy ship, and you could not take that plane off of that navy ship. So they must have choppered to a leather airstrip and then taken off from there where it was apparently safe enough i don't know it just was a lot of and then they roll up in israel and they had like known about this but my question is if this feels like a pretty fast spreading like very fast spreading so how did israel have enough time to like build walls and shit and then all of the sudden when he's there they start singing there and i don't i don't begrudge anyone like keeping the spirits up singing but they didn't know at that point that sound attracts the zombies i don't know i just had a lot of questions the plane situation was a nightmare like everybody turning on a plane is a real terrible situation just yeah that's a hard pass for me yeah Yeah, that's that's a no um i give it that's world war z i give it like like a four (laughs) out of ten four out of ten so that will probably not be what we do next October then. Nah, I don't know. And I okay. just I could not get on board with his hair. This was... we were texting about Brad Pitt makes makes interesting hair decisions Bad hair for, choices. for someone for someone that good looking. But yeah. so tonight what we're doing, so last October we said, Hey, it's almost Halloween. Let's do something kind of scary. Let's do a horror movie. We did Scream. That's right. Which Wow, was that a yes, year ago? It was oh a fucking God. year ago. Wow. Are you serious? I know, I know. I know. I that just dawned. I can't believe that was a year ago. That feels like yesterday. We just are you sure we didn't like do it in like June? No, we did it. We did it for Halloween. (laughs) Did it for Halloween. Oh god! And this month, uh, October being a five Monday month, and we have two Mondays kind of right straddling Halloween. So, or right around Halloween. So we decided to do two because there are two movies that. That just Yay. sing to you, Caroline. Yeah. So tonight, we're kicking this off with Alien, the 1979 sci-fi horror movie. The crew of a commercial spacecraft encounters a deadly life form after investigating an unknown transmission. Starts Gorney Weaver, Tom Skerritt, and John Hurt, directed by Sir Ridley Scott. 
has a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, has spawned multiple prequels and sequels. Mm. Caroline, is this is this actually a horror movie? Yes. This is well, here's the thing. This is my favorite horror movie if we're going it's a, I think it's a loose turn. Cuz again, I think horror, I think it, I think poltergeist, I think mm-hmm. paranormal activity, which I don't think is fully fair because there are things I think like a quiet place and like I said World War Z is listed under horror. Um annihilation is listed under horror. I then that's more of a sci-fi vibe. Um like life is probably Did you ever see that one? Did we talk about this on here before? Life the it's jake gyllenhaal and ryan reynolds it's another space one with like a a, an organism um that one's so i think that's a similar vibe to this and so what i love about alien and aliens the plot which i also absolutely adore the fact that they're like what should we name the sequel i don't know let's make it plural um and it's ridley scott and james cameron doing this and i guess we should say the people in patreon know this already but we are doing aliens next week yes and i am so excited um because caroline's gonna talk like bill paxton the whole time (laughs) the entire time aliens is one of my all-time favorite movies um and i really 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 like alien but aliens is like i could probably quote the thing start to finish and that is an action movie like that is like space marines they go blow stuff up it's great uh with elements of scary stuff here and there because like you know aliens running around um this is a horror movie set in space and i love it mm-hmm. because what i sent you after you finished or right before you finished but i told you not to watch it until after you finished the movie but this the trailer for this movie is maybe one of the best trailers i've seen in a long time and i understand that came the out trailer and the but- poster the yeah. poster and the tagline for the poster. The oh, no the tagline. Space, no one can hear you scream is... No notes. Like I have that written down as best quote, even though yes. it's not uttered in the movie. It is such a good tagline. Such a good tagline. Um, and it's... They just do such a great job with the way that they film it, the effects, especially for 1979, I think hold up incredibly well. Um, there's a few moments where it's kind of clunky where you're like, Oh, look, they made a little model of the alien and just ran it into the outside of this like fake spaceship. (laughs) That part always makes me laugh where it's just like, Oh crap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, I'm going in the engine. Um, but, (laughs) and then there's one like with Ash, like when he turns back into the, like they pull the plug on him or whatever. Um, but the trailer, you do not see the face hugger. You do not see the chest burst. You do not see the fact that Ash is. If you haven't, if you haven't seen this movie, stop what you're doing right now. Because <laughs> yeah. and go see, go watch him before you listen to this. Because there are a couple of things that I actually do think are worth not spoiling, um, and that's why that trailer is so 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 great. And one of them is the fact that Ash, uh, Ian Holm, is a, an android. And so there's a scene, what halfway through the movie, a little over halfway through where he's attacking Ripley and um, Parker hits him with like a fire extinguisher and his head comes off to the side and there's milk and wires and like spaghetti looking things. And you're just kind of like, Oh my God, I thought that was a man. And it's just like, there's actually a layer of corporate greed and capitalism that like mm-hmm. takes over as to why all of this is happening in the first place. And so I think, um, 
yes, it's a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is Carolyn, this might this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. This is this is it's a stunning so achievement. Good. For 1979 or now, it still holds up. Did you it say 98% on Rotten Tomatoes? That's incredible. 98%. That's incredible. Yeah. And it and it is it's it's clear why it was such a phenomenon, why it spawned all these sequels, but it is such an accomplishment in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Like this this movie would be if this I, I say this sometimes, but like if this dropped on Netflix, this would be like if it dropped on Netflix and it was new and it was a new idea or whatever. And like now this has been done, like you're stuck with the like demon like creature in a place you can't get out of. Like that is yeah. that has been that is now this has been replicated a million times over. But it is incredible how this movie is forty four years old. And it, I mean, it's it's better than anything that's going to get made this year, except for Michael Mann's Ferrari coming out on Christmas, <laughs> which will be which will and be it's, stupendous. It's done with, like you said, it's a bottle type thing. Like it's very straightforward, and yet still has a ton of drama and tension. Um, and it has what seven people in it. Is it seven yeah. people and a cat? Yeah. That's it. It mean it means we it means we have some tough categories. Yeah, we- <laughs> towards the back end of this. Yeah, we, there's and and spoiler alert, uh, for best time, worst time, someone with the worst time is gonna have to end up dying because there's not a yeah. lot of not a lot of survivors. Um but I mean I, just- I have a ta- I have a take cooked up for best time, worst time. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um and this is really I have to, I'd have to look at it, but it has to be Sigourney Weaver's launching point, correct? Like she wasn't in anything before yeah. this. Um yeah. and I could do an entire twenty minutes on just how fantastic she is. So it, it, to give oh, you guys a little bit of a all timer of a hint how much this movie like impacted mine and my sister's like I don't want to say childhood, like my dad made us watch it when we were like four. But like <laughs> <laughs> gather around kids and let's gather watch alien kids. it's time for alien um we watched this i was probably like 10 maybe when i saw this um may so grayson turns 10 tomorrow and there's no <laughs> fucking way i would show him alien it's probably Absolutely. younger i mean I he, he would end up like me when i saw halloween too young and like <laughs> asking my parents if i can sleep in their room in a ground <laughs> on a sleeping bag well i guess to you know like, again my parents are they're excellent parents this is please do not get out of my dad I slept for a while, much like Mr. Toombs, uh, where I slept on my right side to prevent my liver from being stolen. Uh, this is a by the X Files music. <laughs> yeah. Also, Veronica Cartwright was in the X Files, um, but I want I there was like the my bedroom in our second house and not second house like oh the second house where we went on weekends but we lived in two different houses in England when I was a kid and I couldn't put the bed all the way against the wall because there was a wall radiator. Um, and I used to have like nightmares that one of the face huggers was going to come up. Oh my God. <laughs> and I would try and fall asleep with like the blanket pulled up like around my like face. Um, because I was so terrified of the face huggers, but my sister's dog's names are Ripley and Hudson. So Hudson being Bill Paxton's character from aliens. And she even has an LV 426 license plate. Like <laughs> man, it runs deep. 
deep. We are very we, cool. We should have <laughs> we, we should have gotten should have had her come on. We had I, mean, we uh, could, I don't think I mean, I've told you this. We had Mary Alex's sister was on for popped on for Pop Star for a little bit. What? I bet yeah. Megan would pop on for um for aliens. We'll I'll might talk to her. To, we'll see what we might can have do. to do that. Um, okay, so this is a Hall of Fame movie. There's no yeah, discussion there. No, no. Let's, okay, so we got to dive into the, the trivia. Now, folks, <laughs> I often say, rich text, go check it out. This is the, this might be the text. Tomes. This is like the original text. <laughs> There's so much stuff. It is all interesting. I mean, Usually, I told Caroline this, usually in the spoiler section of IMDb, like there's the trivia and then there's a section of trivia that includes spoilers for the movie. And there's usually like three or four things. There was over 50. It is incredible. <laughs> I mean, again, this is one of the most popular movies of all time, one of the most dissected movies of all time. Ridley Scott is kind of a psycho. Like this has a big director's cut. Like there's so much to it. Can so- I ask you if the one that I think is in there is in there? If this... I, I've I've heard lore over the years that this, and so I'm I'm curious if this is actually true, if I've just like fallen for internet stuff. But uh, in the chest burster scene, they did not know that there was going to. Yep, they did. <laughs> and so they the did reactions, especially Veronica Cartwright, but the reactions were genuine to what happened because they also weren't expecting the like blood spray. Yeah, and also this is kind of problematic <laughs> because lots of animal guts apparently oh, were part of it, which ew. is not. Yeah. Which is not good. So yes, that that was in there. Uh, apparently, this worked so well that uh, Yafet Kodo or Kado, who played Parker, went home in complete shock afterwards, locking himself in a room and refusing to talk to his wife for several hours. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah, thanks, Ridley. <laughs> um, these are these are two fun bits of trivia. <laughs> Shredded condoms were used to create the create tendons of the aliens' ferocious jaws, and the slime used on the alien was KY jelly. Yeah, I think I'd heard that one. The KY yeah. jelly. I did not know the shredded. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yep. I've got some. I've got some casting stuff for you. Yes, we love that. Uh, Ridley Scott stated that in casting the role of Ripley, it ultimately came down to Sigourney Weaver and Meryl Streep. Interesting. Yeah. Which almost like Sigourney is amazing, and I can't imagine anyone else in this role. If someone else had to do it, it's hard to say that Meryl Streep would not have been good. But right? the two the two actresses had been college mates at Yale. Ultimately, Weaver was offered the job because Streep was mourning the death of her partner John Cazale at the time of casting. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. No, John Cazale. Can we pour one out, or not even pour one out? Rip like Ripley's a babe. Oh, young Sigourney's a babe. I said and this I during bet. the Galaxy Quest episode. Didn't know Sigourney had it like that, and in this, didn't know, didn't know Sigourney had it like that. Although, do you remember what movie did we do with Felder? Oh crap! And do what you remember what that? he said about? I think like Joan Allen, like <laughs> Joan <laughs> Allen's more Joan <laughs> Allen ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just no Joan Allen not having it like that. Joan Allen doesn't have a wagon. (laughs) Yes. Oh man, we gotta have we need to have Felder back. We have Felder come back. Oh my god, Um, forgot about that. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, Yeah. I I mean, we'll get to the undergarments in this movie because that is like a whole discussion. But it is. It is. Yeah. Um. Okay. This casting one is I is for you. So I know. You love Tom Skerritt in this movie. I do love Tom Skerritt. I know you loved Tom Skerritt <laughs> was, in general. Uh, 
Who was that? This actor turned down the role of Captain Dallas. Harrison Ford. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been so good. Yeah, it would have. It would have, but I don't I didn't want to see Harrison Ford go out like that. No. I <laughs> You could not Has, send me into that stuff because they were just like, well, we don't know what level he was on, essentially. Yeah. They're like, it's somewhere near you. It could be above you, below you, right behind you. We're not entirely sure. We're going to we're going to talk about that. <laughs> so seeing him stress out in a tiny like. Yeah, I don't duck and yeah. duct work. And any of Harrison Ford's like real good. Have we ever seen him like die? There's the Force Awakens, which like that did almost that nothing count. for me. Yeah. No. No. He's like Tom Cruise. He doesn't die. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think. I don't think he has. Oh, that yeah, would, he would have been great though. But Tom Skerritt, outstanding. Scar- Although needs to needs to follow his own um, quarantine protocol, please. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, the original cut of this movie ran three hours and 12 minutes. Oh, I want all of it. Would watch. I, I now kind of want to watch the director's cut. I, I've never is seen it. Is it out anywhere? I bet it is. Hold on. They have the, um. I'm sure people listening to this can hear me like clacking on my keyboard like a 1950s <laughs> receptionist. Um, cause I do this from a desktop folks. <laughs> All right, it's a laptop plugged into monitors. Uh, yeah, it is on. Um, it's on Prime. It's wait, what? It's, it says it's one hour and fifty-five minutes. What? How, how long is the other one? Right. Yeah, can't be right. No, I know. I, we've watched the. I have got the director's whatever edition of Aliens, which has like four or five extra scenes. Yeah, it um, says the director's cut is one hour and fifty five minutes, and Alien Alien's runtime is one hour and fifty seven minutes. Is the director's cut just like cutting out two minutes? Took, he didn't they like took something out. <laughs> 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 well, no, because so that's interesting. There's got to be something else because that's so. Have you seen Kingdom of Heaven? Mm-mm. So Kingdom of Heaven, the regular version is fine. It's Ridley Scott directed. The director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven is a banger, and it's yeah. like three hours. But it is sick. Yeah. Like, super sick. Like, we're going to do it on the show because uh, because the Crusades are sports. Um, I would say that surviving in space is a sport. It, it is seems, a sport. seems difficult. This, Fighting an alien out. sport. They worked out in this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, this guy, it says Ron Cobb's explanation of what happened to the space jockeys. Um, okay. So this would be, these would be our guys, I guess, from Prometheus. Yeah. The, uh, we, the one yeah. that they found sitting at the controls that looked like it yes. had like the elephant face and had the, the, the and he was like, something came out of it. That's when I'm like, nope. Yeah. That, Sorry, that's, that's when the you, you fifth time I'm going, nope. You got to dip. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of no, we'll count all the nope <laughs> times. Uh, at some point, a cataclysm causes the extermination of the adults in this unique race, leaving no one to tend and nurture the young. But in a dark lower chamber of the breeding temple, a large number of eggs lie dormant, waiting to send something warm. Years later, the space jockey race comes to this planetoid. 
The jockeys are on a mission of exploration and archaeology, and they are fascinated by this marvelous temple and unknown culture. One of them finds the egg chamber and gets face-hugged. He's rescued, but no one knows what happens. They take him back up to their ship and continue their exploration of the planet's surface. When the chestburster erupts from the jockey, it goes on a killing rampage until it's shot and killed. The alien dies, but immediately decomposes, and its acid eats through the hull of the jockey ship, leaving them stranded on the planet. The jockeys radio out a message that there is a dangerous parasite on the planet, that nothing can be done to save them in time, and that no one should attempt to rescue. Then the jockeys slowly starve to death. I like that. I can buy that. What I run into problems with in Mm. all of this across... And this is where I'm like, not asking too many questions. We're just going with it. Because you, this doesn't necessarily apply to the sequel. Because they Mm -hmm. show you the queen. They show you how that stuff all happens. The life cycle of, if you will. So if that is the case with the space jockeys, where did all the eggs in the ship come from? Like, yeah, that's kind of where... Because I could accept it if the one that comes out of him then becomes the queen right mm-hmm. and uses the rest of the space jockeys to create um to create more of whatever but there's only one of them there are none of them on that ship there are no uh, from what we know mm-hmm. and they would have probably come out to protect god i'm such a dork well isn't um, it though they would have come out to protect the eggs isn't the queen laying eggs of face huggers and then face huggers need like a human like a vessel a vessel to like come out of so like the jockey or whatever and so Mm -hmm. this is where again so we talked about this a little bit before we started recording but prometheus for me i actually really liked prometheus but my big issue with prometheus was it wasn't connected enough or didn't stand alone enough like it was Mm -hmm. in that really annoying middle space for me where i needed either more or less alien related lore like i could do with some of the adjacent but by when the end thing happens and it comes out it clearly became part of it was like a mix of like human and yeah it, when you get to the like alien yeah that's happening and then an alien covenant it's like oh the fastbender character is like or, or the the fastbender ai is like orchestrating creating this specimen right and so i'm like i need to know then is the specimen now just using a person in this case or a space jockey or whatever as the way to grow the same species over and over again, or is it always mixing DNA with whatever it comes out of like Mm -hmm. it did in Prometheus. And so that's kind of where I thought that muddied things a little bit more. Whereas before those existed, this was like, you don't really need to know where the space jockey came from. You don't really need to know where the spaceship came from. You don't really need to know like where the eggs came from. You're like, they found these things. Mm -hmm. Shit goes wrong. And now they're in a world of hurt. Um, yeah, it's and, like the simplicity of it is really effective. Yes, extraordinarily effective. And that's where, because if I let myself go too far down the rabbit hole because of things that I later know, either from Aliens or Prometheus and Alien Covenant, then that's when I start questioning things that happen in Alien, which doesn't make any sense because that came out first and it's standalone and it's beautiful and it's perfect. So the other, I, th- I would say the prequels don't, properly set up what happened in alien or doesn't take me to a place where and and there's been interviews where he was like oh it's not related and then i'm like then mm-hmm. why are we doing this thing like that's too similar like mm-hmm. leave me alone but, th- but then know. but then with alien covenant you find out it's directly related right because the, 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 i need to watch alien covenant character. again I haven't. um but yes I, that's where i kind of in this one 
essentially what I would believe would be that the alien that comes out of Kane then needs to essentially similar. I mean, that's similar to bees like that, Mm -hmm. that one would become the queen to continue. um, That's where we think uh, what Dallas went. Right. So we never, Mm -hmm. they say, but they never found Dallas's body and there's no blood. And you mentioned that there was a, uh, before we start recording, but that there was a a cut scene in the aforementioned director's cut. Director's cut that Dallas was that the alien was like keeping Dallas alive to basically use Dallas to breed more aliens. Right, which is should be miserable 100% existence. Aliens, like yeah. what the uh, sequel is. So it's that's the part I find interesting. Is like I love that where it goes from. Oh man, it's I really don't want to spend the whole time talking about aliens or referencing it all the time. But there's so <laughs> many good parts where she's like, because just one of those goddamn things managed to wipe out my entire crew, and if one of those gets down here, that will be it. Anyway, not that that's a direct quote, but it is. Um. And the fact that just that literally one face hugger did all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of it. Man. It's terrifying. Not great. No. Very glad that this has not happened to me. It's a terrifying premise. Like yeah. nature is terrifying folks. Cause it's, Especially and when it's nature the idea that, isn't real. <laughs> yes. And it's the idea that it's, you know, why Ash was so fascinated mm-hmm. is it's the, the perfect predator the perfect uh organism like Mm -hmm. that it's when you attack it it essentially attacks you back with its blood and there's no anyway so we can get into that but it's just it's such a cool premise i'm i just everything i love it so much and then they bring in hr geiger is the guy who is the brains behind the way that the alien looks and the way that the um like chamber and the spaceship looked well well definitely the outside of the spaceship but also that like scaly kind of living looking walls and overhangs mm-hmm. and then that's where it comes into the ky jelly thing where like everything looks a little bit slimy <laughs> like, <laughs> but oh, i love it it's just such the attention to detail and then the way that they increase tension through the film oh, i just love it so it's so good. I got one last little piece of trivia and then we'll go into yes. what worked. Okay. Uh, Ridley Scott answering the question, answering anyone who might question why Ridley would go back to, for Jones the cat. Ridley Scott, direct quote, would I go back for my dogs? Absolutely. So Ridley Scott, <laughs> dog guy. Yes. And we we will uh, um, go into Jonesy. We will. We will. Let's take a quick ad break. And a reminder, folks, you can get ad-free episodes in the Patreon feed. We're going to take a quick ad break, and then we'll get back with what worked. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay. Caroline, we've now changed the section back from, from it is no longer three up because during the Popstar episode, we realized we never stick to three things that worked anyway. So we we're just not. going, we're just going back to what worked. Caroline, what worked about Alien? Did it, anything? Is it any, anything? Worked I don't know. Story? Not a lot. Everything. Um, uh, l- so literally everything. Literally everything. Again, 1979, the way that they did the outside shots of the spaceship, the way that they did the, the way that they did the, the sets, the way that they did the uh, practical effects. Um, movies looked so movies that were like well done are so much cooler than big CGI so cool. movies. Like so if cool. this this at its best is so much cooler than CGI at its best. Yes. Um, the tension and drama is incredible. The sound editing mm-hmm. is unreal because mm-hmm. one of the things that they do so much and i've got questions about like you know how this um uh ship works so like <laughs> essentially they're on this deep space what are they what are they, they're not um they're like towing ore or something yeah like that? they're like um what is I'm this seems like right a word. shitty job by the way it's like not a lot of fun i will tell you so they're contracted to it's like deep space salvage type stuff Mm -hmm. and they sleep in the cool little pods which does seem awesome looks super cozy Um, if i'm alive for like space like safe space travel and stuff i would 1000 percent be down for like a little bit of a little time sleep yes nice little time sleep sign me up that sounds sometimes i just i need a month i just i need a month i need to and then when you wake up you're there you're like great this is perfect Mm -hmm. um but so that's all really cool the idea like is so i I don't want to say i I mean i think a lot of things about it are very simple but the idea Mm -hmm. that like they are woken up too early and they're like very confused like what is this and mother which again the creepiest way to do it on a ship where like the ai of the ship is essentially like oh we got this message from mother there's a you know as deep space salvage people we're supposed to it's in our contract that if we come across anyone and help we're supposed to help them or else we forfeit i love that like um parker and um what's harry dean stanton harry dean stanton brett um brett parker and brett are like constantly trying to like and good for them they're like whatever we find i want a piece of it gotta get a cut gotta get paid for my work like this wasn't in my contract um they find this what they think is an emergency message stupid ash doesn't even try and decipher because he knows what it is um mm. and then they go yeah, fucking land oh my mm. god so they He's take the their worst. little little small spaceship down to this this deserted planet three of them go to the spaceship that's there the derelict spaceship um and then kane gets a little too nosy um brings an organism back on board and then everything goes to shit they later find out what's so cool to me and adds this because on its own that 
premise of mm-hmm. someone needs help. We're landing on this spaceship, even if your ship breaks or whatever, you're yeah. going there to help somebody. We, that we premise alone is interesting enough. Yeah. And then you get the twist later that not only is Ash and uh, Android a robot, um, that the ship that the, the not the ship sent them, but the company sent them knowing what was there and mm-hmm. bring to bring back a specimen yeah. of that specific thing folks this is a sister expected. of the don't die for someone else's money theory yes don't be too loyal to your company yes. right here because they might <laughs> send you as bait to bring back an alien because <laughs> they and it's just uh again they expand on these ideas more in the sequel, but mm-hmm. um, it's this idea that this specimen that can do what it does and is as um, magical a specimen when it comes to evolution and self-defense mechanisms and all of these things that they think that they can like, you know, use it to promote or, you know, move science along back home. And that to me is just so, it's such a cool layer of the movie where like, you're not only fighting against the intruder alien, you're also fighting against like someone that you thought was on your side within mm. your own ship. Like that's mm. just so cool. Like yeah. not cool for them, but like as a storytelling <laughs> bad, device, it's real bad for them. It how seems awesome bad. when someone turns on you like that. Right. <laughs> it's just like from the jump. Cause there is the, I, the open of this movie. So when it's just all practical effects, it's showing the ship, the distress signal, like the dark, empty ship, the distress signal is coming through. Like we see them coming in from the pods. Like it is, it's just so hard to quantify or to describe how unique it feels. And like you're watching it with the lens of knowing that this is 1979 and kind of thinking about like how crazy that must've been to have been watching it and how, but even at like, when you're watching it now, it's got the same sort of uniqueness because we don't see things like this anymore. Yeah. Like things that are just practical, small set, small cast, very intimate, very like very constrained. It, I mean, it it's just it's such a masterclass. You mentioned it earlier that the way they do tension in this movie is there are no like huge explosions or crazy action yeah. pieces or anything like that. It is like it is very reminiscent of like Jaws or Halloween, yeah. Really, like movies with with kind of a, a silent killer. When I pulled this from the trivia, the Xenomorph and the Facehugger only appear on screen for around four minutes. Unbelievable the yeah. tension that they provide. Yeah, really, Scott Just purposely reduced the amount of screen time of the Xenomorph to make its limited appearance all the more scary because it is. Because every time you. Every time you see the xenomorph, he's there to do business. Oh yeah, oh he's and, not messing and around. Cousin business is booming for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> there, when we say that they do this on a small cast, there are nine credited actors in this movie, and one of them is a voice actor, and one yeah. of them is the xenomorph. Like there are seven characters in this movie, and all of them are fantastic, and it's almost almost equal billing like this is this is sigourney weaver's movie but it's mm-hmm. almost as equal as you can divide a movie between seven parts like it's yeah. incredible yeah. um and the the tension of so the they go on the journey to go into the ship and we talked about like the nope moments right and yeah. i mean even coming down like the 
oh man, I'm even getting ahead of myself. So I want to go back a little bit. I want to back up. I want to back it up. Because like you said, just the the title card sequence, I guess you can call it, mm-hmm. of the word alien showing up on the screen piece by piece of the letters mm-hmm. is also tension and like introduces the tension early. The music is eerie and like kind of synth 70s, but like perfect for the vibe. And then you go through this ship that as it turns on and there's things happening and you're like, okay, here comes the crew. There, the sound effects that they use with like water dripping and chains hitting each other throughout, incredible. Um, and then they go through, so like when they do go down to the surface and they three of them put the gear on and head out to check out the beacon, whatever. And then you get some of the tension of, well, the transmission's not great. And like the video feed cut out a little bit. And so at every possible step, they're doing these tiny, smart things that just build the tension throughout. And nothing is like, I guess I'm curious how I feel about it, how I felt about it when I first saw it. Again, I was, I was younger, but like now I don't find the Xenomorph like terrifying. Like I'm not like, Oh, like, but the tension is so high Mm -hmm. That it's just, it constantly will give you these little, little moments of tension and then there'll be a big moment and then it'll keep you on this, like, this constant level of tense. Um, But nothing, I think the scariest scene for me is still Idiot Sandwich, Kane. Oh, the, the face huggers find the stupidest fucking person they can find in every (laughs) single one of these movies. Like, like. Kane is a fucking idiot. Let me just let me just face fuck this thing for a second. Wait a minute, this movement seems to have life, organic life. Let me just put my face like, right all up in it. So like, they're walking. On. They leave the spaceship and they're walking, and I think three separate times, at least twice. Um, Cartwright, uh, Veronica Cartwright, um, what's her Lambert is like, we should, we should get out of here. And I'm like, yes, you should. Yeah. And yeah. then they find this, the, the, uh, space jockey and Dallas is like, oh, he's got a hole. It's like something came out of him. It looks like he's been dead for a while. And she goes, we should get the hell out of here. She added get a the hell, hell out to the here. second one. Yep. And again, I'm like, he's right. And meanwhile, Kane's over there. Hey, I found a hole. I'm going to go down real quick. And he's like rappelling into a dark hole on a derelict spaceship found that is emitting some message that they don't know. And again, that scene is fantastic where Ripley's running it through like Mm -hmm. their programs on the ship to try and figure out what the message says. And as she's getting pieces of it that make it sound like a warning and not a call for help, like basically instead of it being like, help me, it's like, get away really, really far <laughs> no, away. Get the fuck away. <laughs> no, no. Like, run away, just, run yeah, away. <laughs> and as they're get, figuring that out, Kane's like, oh, it appears to be a bunch of leathery objects and some under some fine mist. And then his dumbass falls off the ledge right next to one. He puts his light to it. And it's like, looks like there's something in it. And then stands over it. Like, ooh, hey, it opened. Um, one of my favorite. <laughs> hey, look, look at that. I, they, I, this this won't go badly for me at all. What could go wrong? Because again, he's like, and 
I will say just a small thing in his defense is that he's like, I'm wearing a spacesuit with a mask. Like, you know, what could, but when you're like mostly made of acid and do what you want, um, it doesn't matter. And so the scene of the, I think they used raw chicken is what I read to when the egg opens and that thing is just so terrifying. They did some uh, shellfish too. Like it was made of the face hugger had some like shellfish in it. Like a lot of, a lot of discarded animal stuff. <laughs> just a lot of I, I, I'm not sure that would have like, yeah, I don't think that would have flied if they yeah, made this. No, in, absolutely not. And it like slimes around and then the thing comes flying at his face. That will never not be terrifying to me. <laughs> it's, and, it's, <laughs> and that's, I think we, who's, who gets it the worst? Who has like not who has the worst time, but just whose last moments on Earth are the worst or on on space? I guess. I think it's got to be Kane. Kane. Kane has because he gets the... it twice. Yeah, like he has. He's like he was. He woke up. He's like I had this dream. I was being smothered. So like he's conscious. Like he knows what's happening. Um, Ugh. and even the scene where they like you don't know that anything has happened to him until they get him back into the like hold and Ripley. My mom sent me a meme the other day because <laughs> I told her I was watching it and I was doing the podcast on this and it's like, um, let me see, make sure I get it right. Cause I think I sent it to you Kyle. Um, I think you did too. Yeah. Alien is a movie where nobody listens to the smart woman. Then they all die except the smart woman and her cat. Four stars. <laughs> <laughs> Should be five stars. But she's like, I can't let you in. Because um, he, he was like, oh, you know, he just got a little something on his face. Just a little <laughs> just a little mark. We're, we're, just got a little little smudge. And they're like, she's like, can I see him? <laughs> they're like, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> and he's like, it's just it's an organic thing on his face. And she's like, well, I can't let you in. Like you have, you know, the, also, I don't think their quarantine protocol is great. If I'm going to be honest with you, it's not, it's not good. 24 hours is not enough. Should at least like have a separate thing for him though. Because also like where, where's the food? Like, is there food in there? Like there should be like a place that they can get to, to quarantine in the cozy Um, quarantine room. Yeah, the got cozy, some like, pods. Yeah. Got, some, got some, got some snacks. So just, just <laughs> little popcorn. Um, and so this is where the whole like he's like Ripley, you gotta let me in. She's like, when you're off the ship, I'm in charge. And no, like, sorry, we're not taking. We're not. No, thank you. We don't want any today. No face huggers here. No, no, and fa- then no face huggers. You guys just stay. You guys stay out there. I got this the, nice door. <laughs> that's the first time we see Shady Ash because Ash just lets them in. And later she has a conversation with him about it. And he's like, well, he's the, you know, commander of the ship. And she's like, when he's off the ship, I'm in charge. And he's like, oh, that's right. And basically he, he, she was like, did you also forget as the science officer, like what our quarantine protocols are? And he's like, oh, well, yeah, whoops. Like, ooh, must have slipped my mind. And it's the first time that you're like, something's wrong with this dude. I don't like him. Yeah. He's, he's, <sighs> it's funny that like, it's funny that like Ian Holm is uh is Bilbo Baggins. I know, and, and like, he played just... the dad in The Borrowers, which was like one of my favorite like books, and then sh- like nice shows in England. Yeah, like... he plays like a little beloved guy in so many things, and he is just snaky. The worst. I, th- I think I think we should take it to say though that every like take this moment, everyone in this cast is dynamite. Like dynamite. everyone does. Yeah. Everyone is so good. Like I've got some thoughts about like Lambert, but appropriately scared. 
Like I yes. would be doing. I would what be Lambert. Lambert. Doing. I would yes. be the one that's like, we should get the hell out of here. I'm the one that's like, I don't want to go like he did. Like you want to keep doing what we were doing. Like, um, there's also the t- so th- with more of the tension scenes, like when they get him back in and they're looking at him with mm-hmm. the. It's so creepy when he's just fucking laying there in his little skimpies in his with his with weird the face lace up on. his lace yeah. up undies. <laughs> yeah, with the face hugger. Just it is the cre. It's it especially. I think af- when you know what it is too. Yes. Like and I'm you sure know it's, what it's so doing. In- it's so interesting. Like so interesting what it would have been like before, you know, in like 79, like you don't know this, like we now know the face hugger thing and things like, I think I saw aliens or I saw some of the, like I've seen, I saw a bunch of the other aliens movies before I actually saw alien. Yeah. Um, but he's just laying there and you like, you know what this is. And it's, it yeah. sucks. Like you're looking at him and you're like, he's fucking doomed. Yeah. And he's just laying there. Like, honestly, like knowing what they know now, they should have just, Got him with a flamethrower and just yeah. and just jettison, jettison that body way sooner than they did. Also, once he was dead, they were like, "Get out!" <laughs> Unintentional comedy of they're like they're jettisoning him out the airlock, and it's not like they do like it's like this farewell where the body slowly goes out. It's like get the fuck out! <laughs> like it essentially would make like what a potato launcher sounds like, like as it leaves the ship. Um, so yeah, he's got his that's laying there with the face hugger on terrifying. And then when they're looking at trying to take it off and it like tightens around the neck, like there's something mm-hmm. extra terrifying about it being aware of what's going on around it. As it's yeah. like when you would think that this would be when it would be its most vulnerable type thing. And it is still actively like, no, I'm in charge. I'm either going to like bleed on you or, you know, it'll, you'll kill him taking it off. Cause I'm giving him oxygen, like all this stuff. Um, and then you just dial it up again. Every single time where, where Ash is like, uh, Dallas, you should come to medical. And he's like, what's the deal? He's like, it's just easier if you come look. And then you're like, what is it? <laughs> what and is they come going back on? And the thing is gone. Kyle, that is so it's terrifying to me. So creepy. Like, and they're all just looking around for it. Like, also, why was someone not watching him? I don't know. Let's well, let's get into let's get into what didn't work, which in a movie like this that is very good, we're just asking questions. Yeah. Yes. Who was watching him? I have a why, question. Why did you sit next to him at dinner? Is everyone in this movie except Ripley horrifyingly dumb? A little bit. Did they just they just get all the dumbest people on one ship? I don't know why your initial reaction because I think it was. Is it Ash or Dallas who says it when the chest burster comes out and he's like, no, no, leave it. Cause Parker's ready to stab it. And I'm like, yeah, stab it. Um, and instead they're like, no, no, let it run into the d- dark expanses of our giant ship. where we'll never see it again. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do you not just take care of that thing right then? Like you can't just watch it. Oh, that thing is so it's like, scary. Why are you listening to Ash in that situation too? Yes, I, I don't know. Like why? At and at some point, everyone goes away. I think it's um, you've seen Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. With with your man Stellar Skateboard. Yes. <laughs> he he has a line in that movie because I mean, fast forward forty five seconds, you haven't seen Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, but he's the killer. And he has the line in that movie. He says it to Daniel Craig about something like people ignore their own gut instinct, even if they know, you know what, like, you know what they're doing. Like he came down 
came down to his kill room or whatever it is. Like people ignore it. In this movie, people ignore every single gut instinct they should have about yes. like one, like Kane Kane might just be a fucking idiot. But like <laughs> Lambert just keep it instead of saying let's get the hell out of here, just leave. Yeah. Like I'm out. Dallas, you know this isn't a good idea. Just yeah. leave. Yeah. Everyone else, Brett, stop chasing after the cat. Just leave. It's just <laughs> Yeah, it's, there was a lot of cat chasing. Um, and that's too, where I'm too like much. gotta get no, as much as because we had this conversation too while we were at Dexing, so we both watched it the same night. Um, everyone who knows me knows how much I love my dogs. Um, yes. so I wouldn't want to put a dog in that situation because they definitely would be more likely to try and defend you and therefore it probably meet a not great ending. But also I can tell you what my dogs would not be doing, hiding <laughs> in huge machinery and watching me get killed. <laughs> no, no, because they, they there are, would they not are be a whole pups. scene. Yeah. There's not a whole <laughs> scene of me trying to chase down wherever Maverick is because that idiot's following me like the whole time. Um, the other one where I had the question, was like or <laughs> early in the movie when that one of my favorite scenes is when they wake up and they're like all right let's let's get in touch with antarctica we're home and they turn on the screen and, like, and they're like antarctica is right and <laughs> <laughs> our antarctica is where everyone's hold like whatever version of earth is going on right now some bad things have happened yeah i'm not i don't have high hopes for the situation back at home um but yeah there was the the plan i actually don't hate the plan that they once they figured out it was it was moving through the air ducts um they come up with the plan to like kind of try and flush it out that they want to get it to to get it off the ship and i was like that's a good idea that's one good of idea. the first good, good ideas you've had good plan and the idea to go to fl- to fire i think is also a good idea because generally idea. no matter the organism fire is a good choice uh and i absolutely love the scene the way that they shoot with like the, the doors closing behind them is mm-hmm. terrifying and so cool. Like the little like circles closing up. But my issue with it is they like, there's not enough info to be doing this. Like, no, no, he's just hoping that the alien isn't on the same level as him. <laughs> and why is Lambert the one who is relaying the instructions. Because she's not she, chill enough for that. She's she's not. Lambert is not who you want in your foxhole. No. She she's cracked. There's all in in war movies. There's always the scene where like someone's just shell shocked on the battlefield. They it's lost like, all right, it. We gotta yeah. gotta get him out of here. Lambert has lost it. And when she's just like, oh, it's it's right behind you. It's right behind you. Like you gotta hand hand over the tablet to someone else. Yeah. No, someone else gotta, can yeah. can offer a little more confidence. Yeah. That's not it's not helpful. She was not helpful it's, in that situation it's tough yeah it's tough um we texted about this did the alien choke <laughs> he was one person alien was one person away from a perfect game uh and he just needed gets, a little nap just a little cozy co- co- little nap in the, in the side of the shuttle but like i'm the it's the one part of the movie so the aliens in the shuttle but he's like he's like stuck I have a theory to to get out. I have a theory. Yes. I think that they are smarter than we give them credit for in the sense that it knows if it's on that ship, like the one that blows up, it's screwed. Mm -hmm. It it got the vibes. It was like, whoa, we got to get out of here. You got to get out of here. And it also knows that 
it needs her. Like, unless, I don't think it knows how to fly the ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the escape ship. <laughs> like, and survival-wise, I think it knows it can't kill her in that sense. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Essentially, make sense. it's kind of like, oh, lucky me. My head kind of blends in with these pipes. And I'm going to... Why don't we both just ride on this ship? Yeah. You stay you in your me. corner. Yeah. I'll stay in my corner. You take we're me where we're going. And when I get to Earth, <laughs> I'll eat everybody. <laughs> Antarctica sounds lovely. Sounds delightful. I can create a whole new colony. So that's kind of how I think about it. And then for some, but I don't know why it was basically like, leave me alone. <laughs> like, get out of here. Like, when no, he's like no. typing things. <laughs> It's like, eh, and then it pulls it back in. It's like, I'm sleep. See, he was cozy. He gets mm. it. <laughs> he yeah. was like, mm, I'm just gonna. But I, I, I do just, agree just that that's cozy up. I love the scene. Um, and I don't want to do like all best scene, like scenes is gonna be real hard because I feel like I've talked about. It. But again, when you kind of talk about like decision making, when she's like getting again, a lot is done to save Jonesy, and I don't mm-hmm. necessarily disagree. <laughs> However. <laughs> when she gets back and essentially the cat is at the bottom of the ladder to get up to where the escape hatch is or whatever and the alien is like oh what is this tasty appetizer that has been prepared for me in this box and she's like shit i can't get up there with it there i have to go turn off this self-destruct and so that where she's like oh i gotta go back (laughs) like the idea of that panic is so not funny and like haha look at you but like that moment of like you think you have it figured out you're now all by yourself because again brilliant move by ridley scott the deaths of your last two friends were just broadcast through the entire ship like you hear that happening and you're like it's just me and the alien like that's it um i always love in a space movie i love uh T minus five minutes mm. until you love a countdown. Love a countdown, love a and countdown. I love more when a countdown is accurate. Aliens <laughs> has one of those, like when they say T minus sixteen minutes or whatever from the time that that counter starts, it's mm-hmm. sixteen minutes, and I'm like, yes, I love a love real that. time, <laughs> love a real time countdown. <laughs> it's just so good. Uh, it's so good. You know what didn't work? The way she throws these... that cat box around? <laughs> well, yeah. But the these two ideas from Ridley Scott that I pulled from the trivia. So what these could be fake. Like I feel like they have like <laughs> Did people according, find them helpful? <laughs> according to Sir <laughs> <laughs> According to Sir Ridley Scott and the DVD commentary, he had envisioned a moment in the ending scenes of Ripley and the Alien in the Space Shuttle which the alien would be sexually aroused by Ripley. Scott says that in the scene after Ripley hides in the closet, the alien would find her and would be staring at her through the glass door. The alien would then start touching itself as comparing its body to Ripley's. The idea was eventually scrapped. Thank God. That is horrifying. (laughs) That's terrible. Not in a good way. Not in a good way. God. Um, Imagine. Oh God. Yeah. This this is the other. It'd be so bad. Be so bad. This is another one. Again, I think you can post anything on IMDb, but this movie was originally scripted to end with Ripley escaping the Nostromo in her shuttle and the alien dying on board the Nostromo. So Ridley Scott thought this ending was way too simplistic, which I'd agree. I yeah. think the shuttle the shuttle ending is good. 
So he negotiated with the studio for an additional half million dollar budget and a week of filming to add a fourth act to the movie, showing how the alien had stowed away on the shuttle. Scott initially envisioned a very dark ending where Ripley tries to flush the alien out, but the creature climbs back under the shuttle. Ripley, Ripley harpoons it, but it makes no difference. It runs toward her, slams through her mask, and rips her head off. It would then sit in the chair and start mimicking Captain Dallas's voice saying, I'm signing off. Hopefully the network will pick me up. 20th Century Fox wasn't too pleased, according to Scott, while pitching this idea over the phone. There was a long and uncomfortable silence. Within 14 hours, a studio executive arrived, threatened to fire him on the spot unless he changed the ending to one where the alien would die. Scott later admitted that allowing Ripley to live was the better ending. That's incredible. That would have been a dark dark ending dude but also like if it mimicked a voice like predator type thing that, that would have been kind of badass that like, would have been sick that would have been terrifying but really cool um i know there's a lot of stuff later like they almost didn't get sigourney weaver to come back for the second one um mm-hmm. and then she only came back for the third if if ripley died like she mm-hmm. wanted like some like that type of like and so that that actually the second one that one does not surprise me actually the first one also doesn't surprise me which is weird but um yeah that's incredible um i have another question for you going back just a smidge um if you're an android is that the method you're picking to try and murder someone with the magazine no i mean it was (laughs) terrifying it was terrifying it was was really horrible like I'm gonna stu- I'm gonna He's stuff like, this just- issue of good housekeeping <laughs> yeah. down your throat. Also, not only terrible way to die, but terrible location of apparently like the one part of the ship in which the men have like put up topless pictures of women that they've pulled out of magazines. Like that's just like you're like an alien is on board, and I'm gonna die in nudie corner. Yeah, getting snuffed out with a hustler. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> just devastating it's just not a good you know that thank goodness parker came in because yeah and that also was terrifying he was one-handed holding oh it was oh ash was such a good terror device in this movie yeah so good let's pick a best scene okay so i lean i think the whole face hugger going into the ship like going into the ship and getting the face hugger is up there for me and yeah, anything with the face good. hugger. And then so when they're like examining him after and he's laying there with the face hugger, uh, the chest burster scene. The chest burst scene is one of the most Incredible. iconic scenes in, in movie history. Yes. absolutely incredible because we haven't really like fully talked about it but imagine your buddy had this thing on his face and then you're like oh he's fine now look at that that's so much fun and then just starts coughing at dinner and a whole mm-hmm. ass alien comes out of his chest like that scene is uh is parodied in space balls yeah Have you seen hello balls? my baby yes. hello my darling <laughs> hello my good time gal <laughs> like, and then he's and it's also harry dance uh harry dean and uh, no sorry no john hurt john hurt it's all also john hurt in the we need to do space balls space so balls is good. one of my favorite movies so good time. yeah yeah um but yeah i love that they got him back for that like they, yeah and he's the best yeah 
<laughs> um, uh, Lambert and Parker's death scene is horrifying. Yes. The, like again, of the, the death scenes, Brett's Brett's very much is like a classic serial killer death yes. scene. Like if Michael Myers was talking to someone, but Lambert and Parker again, Lambert just wasn't wasn't ready. No one's ready for that alien smoke, but Lambert wasn't ready to even put up like, a fight. Here's the question: Parker's too good of a friend. <laughs> yeah, because gotta gotta leave her or at a or certain point. It's a it's a it's a put her out of her misery thing too. Like you shoot the flamethrower, you just get them both. Like because like or no you one shoot wants the flamethrower, and then maybe that like gets her out of it and leaves. But you can't. He like went to tackle her like it was third and long. Like you can't. He's got you every time, buddy. Like, yeah, and the, he just kept being you, you like, don't have... get out of the way, which again is great for that tension moment of Ripley running around, setting the ship to self-destruct and hearing all this on the radio, looking again for the cat. So much time is spent looking for the cat in this movie. So much, so, so much, much time. time. Um, so much time. I do think actually I would put um, Dallas, like the whole like Dallas and the air duct scene. Also great. Uh, mm-hmm. finding out that, Ash... that one is just so that one is so tense like so you're so yes. you're so man imagine being in that air duct absolutely not. and it's it's so compressed like and you've got he's trying heat. to fight this alien and you've got this heat but he's like he's crawling it's like he's in a like a tiny little tunnel like ugh. yeah you've got the heat from the flame sprayer that you're now carrying to he hasn't seen it like yeah He's going off of, and he's doing his like. I'm so the what captain. does this thing look like again? I'm it's, the it's captain. Just, it's duty. big. Yeah, he's like, so it's it's big. It's just a big guy. Um, and so he he's takes it on because Ripley said he was gonna, she was gonna do it, and he was like, no, I'll go in the. Um, and so that scene's great. There's the the, the, ash, sh- the countdown, like you mentioned. Countdown yeah, is the, great. The, the ash, ash reveal scene is great. Every scene in this movie is really good. Yeah, when they bring him back to life with just the head, and he's like, and does like the whole got my milk, my milk mouth, and he just says the most like terrifyingly like robot-y things, where it's like Mm -hmm. it was the perfect specimen, like whatever. Oh, it's so good. And then I I like the final act too, where she's um, blows him out of the goddamn airlock. That's also Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um. I think it's probably the chest hugger, or, uh, the the chest burst the fa- scene. The chest burst scene, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the best scene in this movie. It's just so. It's again, none of that was in the trailer, and I I imagine sitting in a theater mm-hmm. in 1979, probably smells It'd like be... cigarette smoke. Everyone's wearing Def- oh the sure. of some sort, and yeah, just this guy is like it's just I can't. Ugh. So Rocking the bell it's bottoms. such a good, it's just such a good horror scene. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the best quote in this movie? I told you I wrote down the one from the poster. Like yeah. I, the tagline from the poster, we didn't mean, like, I think we said it amazing poster, amazing trailer, but that is all in time space. No one can hear you scream. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Um, so this one's hard. So next week, I will not have any sort of issue with this whatsoever. Um, this, this one is the hard because quotable it's, movie, right? Yeah. It's not super quotable. I do really, really like her like sign off. So like final report of the commercial starship Nostromo, third mm. officer reporting, which in itself is such a cool like nod to what happened. Like 
you know, final report, third officer reporting should not be like the one doing it. Uh, <laughs> the other members of the crew, Kane, Lambert, Parker, Brett, Ash, and Captain Dallas are dead. Cargo and ship destroyed. I should reach the frontier in about six weeks. With a little luck, the network will pick me up. This is Ellen Ripley, last survivor of the Nostromo, signing off. Like that's so that's like chills to me. It is. Like, it's also such a bummer because she's like, it's hopefully the network will pick you up. And it's like, like oh, <laughs> I also there's just I think it's less good quotes that like you said, quotable stuff, mm-hmm. um, but really good dialogue, if that makes sense. Like the whole back and forth about like something has attached itself to him. We have to get into the infirmary. She's like, what kind of thing? I need a definition, <laughs> an organism. <laughs> just open the hatch, like whatever. Just some, Just something. It's just this thing. Just it's just one. It's tiny, tiny. You won't even notice it. You won't even notice. It's like barely noticeable. Um, I like the when she's yelling at mother. She's like, "I've turned the cooling unit back on," and the things like the ship will automatically destruct in t minus five minutes. And she goes, "You bitch." <laughs> um, let's see. It's got a wonderful defense mechanism. You don't dare kill it. Um. I think that's it's it's hard to yeah it's not a super quotable movie it's not it's it's not going to be like aliens next week no um yeah most athletic moment so i think ash rolling around the room pretty athletic pretty athletic um the alien in general very athletic alien oh yeah probably probably the best oh yeah probably the best athlete we've covered on this show yeah, not Kane. Uh, no, <laughs> no, Kane. Kane, gets, yeah, Kane falls on his ass in the spaceship. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I'd say you know the Ripley in the like escape ship at the end. I think puts in a little bit of work. Like she's holding on. Mm-hmm. She's got the the a good shot with the harpoon gun. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think that's it's like a, that should be an Olympic sport. Yeah, anything. Parker fighting Ash is up there for me. And then Ash doing the like really Ian Holm acting, doing the rolling around was probably a mm-hmm. lot of work. Probably was. Yeah. Okay, this is a difficult one. The Lenny Harris Pinchetter Award for Best Supporting <laughs> this is, Character. This is nearly impossible. I have a take. Okay. It's the alien. <laughs> actually. <laughs> um that's a pretty good take, actually. Because everyone uh, else carries a scene at least once yeah there's a, well, like I, or you or you say ripley is the only one who's in right. it too much and you just pick if it's the else. anyone but ripley award because she just can't be it because she's like the lead i'd probably go in home yeah yeah in terms of performance um, he's not he's yeah. not the character he's not the guy you want to have a beer with but no but he's so good so and good. then um, I also Tom Skerritt does. I mean, honestly, I'm telling you, everyone carries their weight in this role. Mm-hmm. The one that's probably not in it enough is actually John Hurt. Yeah. Um, just because like he spends most of his time either doing dumb stuff like putting his face in front of alien eggs or having an alien on his face or coming out of him in some way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But he does great. He does great he, at those things. He does. I mean, <laughs> er- yeah, everyone's good. Like, again, Lambert scared shitless. Is she Relatable. might be the most she might be the most sane yeah. person in the movie. She's appropriately yeah. has lost Terrified. her wits. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much so like, I don't want to buy and sign up for this shit. Why are we going outside? <laughs> what what like, are we why doing? Are we, what are we doing here? 
Um, that's when they're just like, she's like, let's just get on the ship. She's like, can't take four. She's like, we'll leave someone. I don't care. He's a robot. I don't know. We don't need him. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't need him. Let's play rock, paper, scissors. Let's just, let's yeah. just call this thing. Straw, straws, man. <laughs> it's like, look, they figured it out in Armageddon. Like, we can do this. <laughs> need, need someone to do yeah. the Bruce Willis sacrifice. I just think Ian Holm does such a great job of, like, being creepy menacing while keeping the so that's why i really liked especially in alien covenant we you mm-hmm. mentioned fassbender um he is such a good android yeah such a good android like no perfect casting like mm-hmm. oh my god so good yeah and they honestly the same with lance henriksen for next week like lance henriksen does fantastic as bishop mm-hmm. but yeah yeah i'm going with Ian home yeah yeah i think it's a good pick um let's take our second ad break and then we will get back with the remainder of our categories. Okay. Defend the villain. We have two villains. Oh, I was so ready to like easily defend the alien. Yeah. I mean, the alien, listen, it's way easier to defend there, the alien. It's just, out there doing its job. It's nothing personal. It's just, it's just it's, business. It's just business. This is the, uh, this is, the food chain at this point and this is how i survive folks yeah yeah the big the big enemy is really this company and yeah. they continue Wayland to Yutani. be the big en- yeah Wayland yeah. yutani continues to be the big enemy um i'm not gonna sit here and defend a big corporate entity there's there's no there's no defense they no. uh they're willing they're money willing to s- sacrifice their uh their employees I, I would say that uh defending ash is like Ash is a robot. These aren't really yeah. his people. Yeah, he, he's he, he's literally just following orders. He is programmed yeah. to be doing this. Like that's the the Ash defense. That when the when the is line Jonesy the up, cat a villain? Because <laughs> Jones-, <laughs> Jones, you you could make an argument that Jonesy is working in cahoots with the alien to yeah. draw the humans into uh out into the open where the alien can then pick them off with ease because man. Brett spends a hilarious amount of time looking for that that cat. Yeah. Like, excuse oh, yeah. me, kitty. Psst, psst, psst. Like, I would give kitty, it. Kitty, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow you into the darkest room in the ship. Yeah, I would give it to. And then I'm like, all right, we'll see you upstairs. Like, yeah, I will say, I think at the time Brett still thought the alien was tiny. Also true, and therefore one of the reasons that they needed to catch the cat is so they did not keep doing that over and over again, where they think they're cornering a small alien also mm-hmm. great scene that we did not talk about is when he found the skin the shedding oh. the molted alien skin oh my god yeah. nope like nope. i'm out i'm out i am taking i am taking the escape ship on my own also why is this thing like the titanic do you not have enough like escape ships for like everybody yeah but it's like only <laughs> so just one like, that holds no. three of you yeah, you you no one thought ahead there cuz it's a massive ship. Yeah. It's huge. Huge. And later you find out that it's worth like millions of dollars that they that she blew up. Um mm-hmm. and hilariously, not hilariously, like for no reason because the alien was like, "Let me just scooch in here with let you." Let me just, let me just get on in <laughs> your shuttle. <laughs> yeah, I think of that like that meme sound where it's like, "Excuse me, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna scooch in right here." <laughs> Just gonna that's, scooch in, little little cozy alien. alien. Yeah, just a little, give me a blanket. Um, the Peter Gallagher Award for the Ripley. hottest person in this movie. It is a it is an easy 
Ripley, Tom Skerritt. I was going to say, you, you don't leave out your guy. No, I yeah, would never. That's, it's, I would never. that's easy. But, that's easy. Yeah, she looks just, and it's not just, I was going to say she looks like 80s hot. Um, and that's a bit of it, but I think she just looks so gorgeous in this. Like, I don't know, like her, I, I feel like we don't give enough credit to her, like, facial structure, her cheekbones. And I mean, she was like that, the, her figure, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she just looks great. Like, she they looks, managed she looks to, awesome. Yeah. They managed looks, to get in like very, unflattering like, space clothes. Right. For most yeah. Of it. <laughs> Yeah, and you wear like those. Well, I do love. We do love a coverall in this household. Um, a flight suit. Um, but yeah, she looks great. And Tom Scare is just Tom Scare. He's like, he's like so cool. Yeah, the mustache. long hair works well on him. It does, and it's hard to pull off the combo. I mean, I guess it was the seventies. It was a very late seventies vibe that he had going with the longish hair and the and the mustache. No, well, he had a bit of a beard, didn't he? Making that up yeah, now. yeah, yeah. He had a, he had like a full. A it full wasn't beard? like a puffy beard, but it was like um. It was a well shaped. Yeah, well, well shaped beard. Yeah. Yeah. He must have trimmed it up right before he went in the hibernation. Pod. <laughs> right before he went in the sleep pods. Um. Yeah, the uh, some of these outfits, man, the like lace up, lace front undies are. I don't, I don't know what that was about. It's a real tough look. It is, I would feel so insecure in that, the thing that John Hurt is wearing. It is, I don't understand. I don't know if that was the fashion in the 70s. I don't know if they were like, in the future, people would wear weird lace-up undergarments. And and and, um, Kane's like, laced so low. Yeah, it's, it's (laughs) it's very uncomfortable. And it looked not practical, like from a like undergarment sense. Like it doesn't cover anything. What is it doing? Do you have to like? It's almost like the um. First of all, already for like you know women in 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 uh, rompers, nightmare situation yes. for bathroom going. So I'm thinking like, if he's in a lace up situation, does he have to like? take off his coveralls and then his t-shirt and unlace the whole thing to go to the bathroom. These are the things seems that I like think it. About. It's, it's no, not, it seems like it. It's not a good use of my time, but yeah, it seems like a bad time, which is a good, <laughs> well, great? actually let's uh let, drinking game, the drinking game category. <laughs> drink every time you get scared. Well, I was gonna say finish your drink every time someone gets taken out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you could do, um, Take a sip uh, every time they should leave. <laughs> every time someone makes a bad choice, take a sip. <laughs> every t- every time someone does the exact opposite of what they should do. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Best time, worst time. I'm gonna say it. I think everyone has a bad time. Everyone, no one's particularly enjoying themselves. You know every who single character themselves, the cat. <laughs> The cat had the a cat good. The cat like, is chilling. The cat was like, "What a fun time we had!" Minus when fun you threw time. me around in that box. <laughs> yeah, me and you, Ripley, we just had a ball. But <laughs> everyone like, else, so much fun. Terrible time. Um, the worst time is probably Kent, Kane, Kane. Yeah. Or if we're to believe the director's cut, Dallas. Yes. Who gets taken hostage? Yes. 
by name. What you would much rather have happen is the the little mouth gets your brain. Like yeah, if you have you, you to choose to one of them, yeah, then I'd say the little mouth gets your brain, and then you're yes. like, we're out of here. Yeah. Um, Ash has he has a good time for the beginning because he's trying to make this happen. He does. He's like doing, his, his doing plan what he can is coming to fruition. Like they're they're mm-hmm. go- they've gone down to investigate what he. I think he knows is a warning, not a yes. Oh, for help. I think Ash is definitely definitely yeah. knows what it is for sure. He gets them back on the ship. He gets to like examine his cool little new alien friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if the alien would know. So maybe this is just because I watched World War Z and like their one solution is like, we're all going to give ourselves something. Mm-hmm. Um, but you think the alien is like, you're, you're no use to me. You wouldn't, <laughs> like, you wouldn't taste as good. Yeah. I don't think this would work with the face hugger. <laughs> like, you're not good for my diet. Yeah. I, I'm you not smell you. like lactose. Yes. <laughs> And I, sir, am intolerant of that. Um, so he probably has the best time. Or I yeah. would say Ripley because you win. Like you went head to head with the Xenomorph and, and that bitch ended up in space. Yeah, that but it, worst, it worst day of your life. Space dust. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because you then find out that she has uh, unsurprisingly horrible trauma um, stemming from this incident, which is Ripley's life. For the from this day on is horrible. Yeah, not good. She horrible. was supposed to be home for her daughter's birthday. <laughs> she did not make it because she did not. She floated adrift it. for decades. Should have should have also thought about that before she took this job. Yeah. This is this is not. Here's so we talked about this. We too. were texting, but yeah, this <laughs> is a job money, for I think the people. money is really good. It probably, but like two years ish more this, this to me they is 10 months from earth yeah this to me is like future oil rig <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when they, they send you out to the middle of the ocean for like two years three years this is like armageddon but in the future <laughs> like yeah but, um, i mean it's you've got to be down bad to take this job yeah or single <laughs> Yeah, you, uh, down bad or single. I'm yeah. Um, <laughs> or but really, a, though. <laughs> or in a loveless marriage. <laughs> I'm just on the, the I'm just on the ship to get away from my old lady. Yeah, someone someone who says that they have a ball and chain at home is taking yeah. this job. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at you, Parker. <laughs> yeah. Also, <laughs> Brett. Sorry, Brett. Mixing yeah. Up all the names. Also. Uh, like any any guy like the it's it's kind of like the the job for them to you would dupe a scammer into taking this job be like it's great money great it's money great money it's easy you're gonna see sleep for world. most of it yeah you see the see, universe you're gonna sleep for most of it like you're yeah. gonna be like it's two years but you're gonna be asleep for for you know almost the whole time you'll be fine really really tired people take this job yeah. <laughs> They're like two years of sleep. That actually sounds pretty good. It sounds um, great. It's what I need. It's what I need. Like I, tr- I, remember, I told you I've been having trouble sleeping. Well, guess what? This job <laughs> I got what? might as well be a sleep test. You. Might as well <laughs> might might as well be a sleep study. Because it's also fascinating. Because again, there's only seven of them on there, and so they're, they're able to do all of this with a, a crew of seven. So whatever mm-hmm. that they're mining or you know collecting and carrying back is all done by just a small crew. 
Yeah. 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 All right. The Keith Morrison award for what dateline episode of this movie the crew of the nostromo thought they were just out for their normal job heading home after some tough space work when all of a sudden they woke up and earth was nowhere to be found what did they find instead the truth would terrify you tonight (laughs) on dateline (laughs) (laughs) they should really do dateline episodes that are him explaining movies yeah. Oh my God. That'd be really so good. Cause then you can also like, when you come back from one of the commercials or whatever, cause like they, they, then they do like, you know, but the, the mystery was heating up because was mother not telling them everything. Did Ash know something that the crew did not a lot of mysteries to unravel next up on daylight. There's a lot, <laughs> so many, <laughs> so many options for this. one. <laughs> so many options. Was um, that thing supposed to be on his face? <laughs> Did they follow protocol? They weren't supposed to let him back inside. But Lambert panicked. <laughs> panicked. <laughs> Had Lambert lost her nerve? <laughs> was Lambert totally lost to the situation? Or was she just right? <laughs> or was or was she accurate and they should have listened to her all along? It's just like what happened at dinner would surprise you. Would you sit next to him? <laughs> What was on the menu? <laughs> Murder. Murder. <laughs> um, okay, roster moves. Oh, Who's Air Bud? Not, not Kane. Not Kane. Not yeah, Kane, if no. Jonesy, if, if, Air, if, if the cat is just <laughs> a big golden retriever. Um, well, Ripley is, a, is an easy, like, imagine Air Bud in a spacesuit, like, shooting the alien with a... <laughs> With a harpoon gun. <laughs> what if Airbud is the face hugger and he's just like wrapped around? <laughs> he's just like licking his head. face. <laughs> and like, then instead it, of them finding it? him like falling out of the ceiling, he just like runs through the open door and disappears. <laughs> <He's> like... <laughs> Everyone else you don't really want. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, we're not wishing. We're not wishing that on no. Airbud. But. <laughs> <laughs> Still thinking about that meme I sent you. Remember though. <laughs> Jim Jordan looks like coach of a team where they can't figure out how to shut down Airbud. <laughs> it was just the perfect. It just oh, looks so rules. good. Like, oh, how do we stop this guy? <laughs> this this Airbud keeps liberals. getting open. <laughs> <laughs> Mark the dog. <laughs> Oh man. Oh, um okay. Uh the big chill. Does this movie have a big chill for you? Um why did I say that like Keith Morrison? Because it's Does the only this it's movie have so much chill? fun to talk like that. It really is so much fun. Um I think if you'd go chill not in a like, oh my god, they landed on the moon or like whatever. As long as you don't go like the Apollo 13 ch- type chill. It's not mm-hmm. like a a control room chill. It's more of a like chilled on the back of your spine and then i say chest bursting scene yeah or yeah ash both of those things those two scenes to me go hand hand in hand the more iconic one is always going to be the chest burster but the mm-hmm. one that still carries that like shock moment like gut punch moment is is the ash reveal and i think that's a really good like chilling scene it is it is it's um I would say to just being in the the space jockey ship. Yeah. Like or in that cave or whatever, like that is like 
it's so eerie. It's very it's very unsettling. Yeah. It's a weird looking thing. And it's again when he says the thing like there's something there's a few things in like horror that are always going to freak me out and one of them being like someone figuring out how something got in or out is up there for me. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Where where it's where he's like no, the bones are are bent outwards like it's something like came out of him terrifying again you leave immediately immediately at that yeah, point you, you get then the you're like out of kane it. stop looking in the hole <laughs> kane get get, get your head out of the here. hole kane, you know what unfortunately kane has some dumb golden retriever qualities absolutely and well, I'm, just, I'm gonna go see what's that's how like do, when dogs get like shot by porcupines it's yeah, like, oh, I'm going to go see what this friend like, is doing. When, when they get like bee, bee stings and they're like, let me try this. Ow. And it's just like, oh, you little buddy. I told you not to put your face in things anymore. Um, Kane's a guy that like gets you into so much dumb shit. Like, but we're not going in there. Like, I'm not, you know, that's yeah. the, I don't want to go up upstairs at the scary house. You know, like, it's just, let's just get in the car and leave. Like, let's just get out of here. Let's know. just go. Yeah. Um, prequel sequel before more store prequel sequel or remake. So we've got a bunch of sequels and prequels. There is a movie per Wikipedia called Alien Romulus Mm -hmm. that is coming out in 2024. It's produced by Ridley Scott. He just gave Um, it the he gave it the like complete blessing. So apparently, I just read something. I think it was on Variety. I read this afternoon about specifically this. I guess the who's the director? Fed. Fed Alvarez, uh, yeah. who directed Evil Dead and Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe is very well regarded. Yes. Yeah, so he does horror. Um, mm-hmm. And essentially, the article I read today said that he had the scary moment of sending Ridley saw the director's cut or the first cut of the movie or whatever. And he wanted to meet with Ridley face to face to get his feedback. And so he's like, mm-hmm. if he tells me he's, I've ruined his entire life's work, like I want at least to get that face to face and not an email. And you said that he came in, he was like, it was effing great. Loved it. Loved this. Did you write it? The dialogue's fantastic. Like, all that stuff. So, like, that makes me feel pretty excited about it. Uh, apparently, Ridley Scott said that Maverick was, like, meh. Because <laughs> his brother made something original. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, man, he's really a tough critic. Okay, cool. Um, and he did have, because he was on Prometheus. And Prometheus obviously mm-hmm. got middling reviews again i yes. enjoyed it if you want to talk about scary scenes the dude that comes back to that's idris elba's in that movie i forget that every single time until i Idris elba and uh charlie's throne uh, charlie's yeah. yeah um when dude face comes back to the ship and he's the guy that got like the alien in him whatever and mm-hmm. his legs are over his shoulders and he's walking on like the oh, I, I will never unsee that like i can close my eyes and be like oh, oh that guy don't like that scene. Um, but anyway, it's all to say that like that is encouraging. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that would be cool. I would like for it stars Kaylee Spaney, who was in one of your favorite movies, Pacific Rim Uprising. Uh, well, Pacific Rim uh, is one of my favorite movies. Uh, Uprising. Well, she's she's good. also in uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, which is a movie oh, that I okay. like. Yeah. Um, Isabella Merced, who I'm not familiar with. A bunch of other people I'm just not familiar with, so we will. Then maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, we will it's see. A movie, I, not I'm, a show? I'm in on that. Is there supposed to be an alien show, or am I making that up? Um, 
Yeah, I think it's this upcoming science fiction horror television series directed by Noah Hawley based on the Alien franchise. The series yeah. has served as a prequel and set 70 years before the events of the 1979 film Alien. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, there's been... So, I mean, so let's Alien, see, let's Aliens, Alien, Aliens, Alien 3. Alien then, Resurrection. Yeah. Alien versus Predator. Great movie. Not even <laughs> Alien versus Predator... Requiem, Re- Requiem, Requiem, <laughs> Requiem, Pro- then Prometheus and Alien yeah. Covenant. Yeah, uh, Requiem was not great. Alien versus Predator. Did you see Alien versus Predator? I did. I it's, with the, like, I've seen it once with the underground temple that like moves around and like yeah. Lance Henriksen is in it. Um, yeah, who? Let's see. Uh, Sinai Lathan is in this. Yeah. Um. Hell yeah, brother. Uh. Tommy Flanagan from your beloved Sons of Anarchy. Yes. He's such a good, like, I don't want to say side character. That feels mean. But, like, the the scar is just so cool that, like, he's just, like, such a cool character in, like, everything he does. Um, That one's entertaining. Which one is Alien? Alien uh, 3 is the one on the prison, right? Yes. Um, Where, essentially, they, like, retcon the end of Aliens. And they're like, nope. (laughs) Only she makes it. Um, Winona Ryder's in the end of Alien is in Alien Resurrection. It's it's not great. Ron Perlman's in it. Yes, yes he is. Um, and uh, Brad Dourif is in it. Yes. Um, I remember seeing this with my sister on base. Where were we? Germany at that point. Do you have in front of you when it came out? Was it between ninety five and two thousand? Resurrection. Yeah. Ninety seven. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I was in Germany. Um, there is an incredibly creepy scene. So, uh, I mean, I don't care. I think people really care about spoilers. So she dies in Alien 3. Yes. And she has an alien in her. And apparently she has the alien in her through the entirety of Alien 3. Um, so a lot of retconning happening for aliens. Um, and the last scene is like as it's coming out of her chest, she's like diving into lava, whatever, if I remember correctly. I've only seen that one like once or twice. And so in resurrection, essentially there's like scientists trying to um get a hold of the alien yet again for tests and whatever else. Of course. Of and course. so they're doing these like cloning things, trying to bring Ripley back as if like that would have like the alien. So if I'm remembering this, correctly, but something there's a lot of really creepy clone situations in this mm-hmm. and it ends up with essentially alien. She has like some sort of like alien baby. It's like a mix human alien thing. And it's the, the single most creepy thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, and she has this like loving parental moment with it before like, gets sucked out of a small hole in a spaceship type thing where she's like caressing the side of its face like this is just my sweet baby my baby alien it's real weird it's a weird movie um that's not what you want i don't i wouldn't it's one of those like i don't not recommend but i also don't recommend it (laughs) (laughs) it's a weird it's a weird movie but well I, I, I think me, we're going to keep getting these the series. The series is alien and aliens. As far as I'm concerned, I do yeah. like, I mess with Prometheus and covenant, but I still look at them as kind of separate entities. Yeah, so that's well, kind of where I stand on the whole thing. Maybe, maybe the new one coming. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe we get some down the road. Yeah. 
um, this this series will will continue to keep giving, and it will continue to give to us next week when we do Aliens. But until yeah, then, so Caroline, guys. <laughs> where can the people follow you? Oh my god, I'm so excited. Um, at CW Darny on Twitter and Blue Sky and Instagram and all the things. Uh, and you can come over and check out for the water cooler. Um, give it a listen, rate, review, all those fun, nice things that people do for podcasts they like. Uh, and thank you to everyone who found us from this show. I appreciate um, the. F- I love hearing from people. It's still very humbling and weird to have people be like, I listen to your show. <laughs> um, and say like, I liked it. I love this thing. And like quote things back to you. It's like a really, uh, it's a really cool experience. It's very weird to still... I don't know. Maybe if I ever find it not weird, then I should stop doing these. But <laughs> yeah, no, it's the best. not weird in a good way. In a good way, folks. I don't mean like don't. It's the holy crap. People want to listen to things that I have to say and enjoy. Anytime it. Like someone that, that tweets kind of at us like something we talked about and is yeah. like like someone tweeted at you and was like, I can't hear Glenn Powell now without like the Glenn Glenn <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, Glenn thing. Glenn. Yeah. I was like that that rules. Yeah, that rules. I had so. one of uh um someone today after the we talked a little bit about um hallmark movies on the last for the water cooler and she uh um appreciated when i was like i spend the entire movie being like are they handsome is that guy handsome (laughs) he's handsome right he's handsome um and so i was i laughed because i was like i'm glad other people also feel that way because it's like you know so thank you to everyone who listens and tweets at us and supports and all that stuff yes thank you to everyone who listens supports subscribes you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can support on Patreon. We're going to be back next week talking aliens. And then we go into a theme month for November. The patrons know what it is. We're going to do a theme month. We're going to do a live watch. Got a lot of fun stuff. So this is, a, this is a banger stretch, folks. This is banger a, stretch. arguably the, the biggest heater of a stretch, <laughs> I, I would say. But we will catch you next Monday. Thanks for listening. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.